You're watching No Go Zone with Henry. Hi, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us today. Good to be back with you once again. This is uh, Red Ice TV. Thank you for tuning in to No Go Zone today. I'm Henrik, and we're going to begin uh, with some of the latest updates on the Israeli Gaza slash Hamas situation uh, and actually begin looking at some of the latest here today. Uh, we are going to t we, we try to keep you up to speed. Of course, we talked about how this begun in the Western Warrior Show. And now we're going to pick up from this and talk about some of the propaganda that's been relentless uh, over the last few days here uh, and kind of uh, analyze and question that a little bit. Uh, and obviously there's propaganda on all sides in war. That's how it goes. But since we are in the West and since we kind of have a pipeline, if you will, in the West of uh, Israeli propaganda flowing straight in uh, to our Western media, I think it's pertinent to at least begin analyzing some of that and looking at that and just how ridiculous some of it has been, uh, frankly, uh, with no evidence. But anyway, we, we'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, you know, you can when you talk about these kinds of situations, uh, with the propaganda, you also have to realize that much of it is kind of like a default position, right, by like Western media. It's not always that they have to like go to the Israelis or, or you know, uh, ask them, well, what, what do you want us to run? Uh, because of the makeup of many of these newsrooms of Western media, uh, it's kind of like the default position that it's just like it's kind of it's it's it remains unspoken. And of course, in some cases, it's very much uh, out in the open and spoken. But anyway, just before we uh, got on here. Uh, Netanyahu had another press conference uh, saying that Israel will crush and destroy Hamas. Every Hamas member is a dead man. Uh, keep in mind, this is coming in the wake of the fact that Israel has actually gotten their emergency government approved, uh, which means that the ground operations to go into Gaza will actually begin soon. It's imminent. We'll see what happens on that, which is going to be a... Uh, <laughs> very interesting situation to see, considering uh, just how much they've been carpet bombing uh, parts of Gaza over the last couple of days, too. We'll have some footage on that. Look at that later, too. Uh, but um, yeah, so the, the, the statement is that was every Hamas operative will die. Hamas is ISIS, Netanyahu said, uh, which, of course, is, is not true. I saw one of the tweets, uh, sorry, the, uh, the posts on X uh, were uh, fact checked with the community notes saying that actually Hamas and ISIS uh, hated each other and they're, uh, they fought with each other. But anyway, uh, we will crush them, he said. The, the uh, I-24 Israeli television channel have been, uh, uh, you know, steaming hot lately with, uh, with stuff coming out. And, and it looks like they direct translated this over to English because, of course, uh, all of the rest of the West is watching uh, to get their marching orders from uh, Netanyahu. But so he's managed to, despite this judicial overhaul and tremendous... Uh, turmoil in the country. Uh, this has been for them a Pearl Harbor moment, just like we talked about in the Western Warrior Show. Uh, and of course, despite warnings, just like with Pearl Harbor and so many of the other events that they also call a Pearl Harbor, like 9-11 uh, and so forth, uh, you had uh, what looks like intelligence basically standing down, allowing this to happen, uh, maybe directing it in some kind of capacity. Uh, but as I say, you've got to kind of crack a couple of eggs to make an omelet, and I think that this is how Israel, or at least Netanyahu and, and the uh, uh, Bibi regime sees things, to be honest. But this has managed to get him to unite Israel in a way that was un impossible before. And in fact, he addresses this in the clip. Let's watch. Citizens of Israel, 
This evening, we formed a national emergency government. The people of Israel are united, and today its leadership is also united. We have set aside any other consideration because the fate of our country is at stake here. We are going to work together, shoulder to shoulder, for the benefit of all Israelis, for the benefit of the state of Israel. And I would like to, I would like to say to you, dear citizens, we've seen these savages we've seen these barbarians we are dealing with we are fighting against a brutal and vicious enemy an enemy which is worse than ISIS we've seen little children boys and girls being handcuffed and shot in their head men and women who were burned alive young women who were raped and massacred Combatants were decapitated. In one place, they placed people together and brought spare tires, spare wheels from all around to have burning materials and then burned these people alive. Did you see any? I'm not saying it didn't happen. Maybe, maybe it did. I, I, I did not see any of that. I've seen a few of the... Uh, videos that have been coming out. We'll look later at the, the the 40 beheaded babies and stuff. I don't think he brought that up here, and maybe that's because they've been I don't know, kind of backtracking on that a little bit. They'll be like, yeah, maybe this wasn't the best idea. Uh, and of course, as I said, obviously there will be uh, atrocities on both sides. That kind of happens when you dehumanize uh, the people that you're oppressing for 70 years. You, you, you They kind of lose their humanity in a way, so if you're expecting them to be uh, humane towards you back, that's kind of... Uh, that's just playing the, the, the propaganda, the international uh, uh, game, I guess, in, in the media. of those. But, And maybe these things did happen. But I, I haven't seen any of this yet. Maybe, maybe it did. But anyway, that's beyond the point. Uh, it, it could be very much true, all of it, or, or it could just be uh, hearsay, or it could be, uh, you know, uh, footage that's that's old or whatever. But anyway, that, that's, that, that's the official line of, of uh, the Israeli Netanyahu new government here now. It is so horrific. It is so atrocious. The p- atrocious. The pain is so great. Every family in Israel knows someone who had perished. And you start hearing the news and you start hearing the names and it's terrible. I think we all know people that their loved ones were massacred, were burned, were killed. But as great as this atrocity is... So is our heroism great. Men and women, mothers and fathers, combatants and civilians who showed extreme heroism and bravery. They all fought and we are all fighting for our home. The unity among our nation in times of sorrow, it breaks beyond our boundaries and it reaches the whole world. We saw it yesterday in the important and moving speech of President Biden. I I didn't actually listen to that speech yet, but yeah, I think that's a lot of what this is about too. Not only this, obviously, this is a... Uh, a goal, what they've wanted to do in Gaza for a long time, and they just kind of need the backing of the international community and basically have the support of most of the nations that, at least at this point, kind of matters. Uh, so instead of condemning these actions, now, of course, everyone is pro these actions. So it kind of makes sense from a strategic point of view of why they would let their guard down. And some people say, well, why would they kind of, you know, 
do this to their own people and whatnot. Uh, and as I said, maybe they're willing to uh, to to sacrifice. These things happen. This is this is what uh, government uh, does. They do a demo side all the time. They don't care about a couple of them. Uh, it, it, the question is how you know how uh, you know how much of of an intelligence failure this was, and you know that the, the whole paraglider thing we talked about. That it's just it, there's so many absurd th- things around this. Like it has it has to be a gay op. And, and much of it is that the telltale sign is how the crisis or the chaos uh, in the wake of something like this is used, right? Uh, yes, granted, never let a good crisis go, the, go to waste, as uh, Rahm Emanuel said, uh, Obama's advisor at the time, I believe. Uh, but still, it, it's this is what they wanted to do. And now Netanyahu has managed to unify the country in a way that they were not able to do before. And this was a real problem for massive protests in Israel and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, Israel agrees to unity government as war with Hamas intensifies. The deal includes Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and a top rival, Benny Gantz, in a wartime cabinet. That's what they've they've officially... I'm not sure if this... I assume this is paperwork kind of thing, and, and when you don't declare... Uh, so, sorry, let me rephrase that. When you declare on a non-state... Right, like kind of Turkey's declaring war on the Kurds, or you know things like that. Interestingly, historical parallels, kind of how uh, Judea, which was not a state at the time, remember the headline declared war on Germany, for example. Right, things like that. Uh, I'm not sure what the legal kind of aspect of this is, but the point is, Netanyahu made press conferences uh, on the Saturday when all this began, basically saying we're at war, we're declaring war with with Hamas, uh, and uh, kind of the the problem here. Uh, you know, for 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 them, and they, they don't seem to care at this point. But 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 seemingly, uh, some stuff that is now being used against them is, of course, that the, when they're carpet bombing Gaza, uh, you're going to have a lot of civilians uh, uh, squashed in this. And and granted, that's some of the uh, tactics, obviously, that you know Hamas have kind of em, em, employed. This is what, what 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 else can they do in a sense, right? It's like what 12, 27 kilometer long stretch of land, and it's like two million people in there. It's packed like sardines. You know, I mean, it, it just, you can't. It's impossible to separate this, right? That's why if they do put boots on the ground, it's going to be just a, a a fucking shit show. It already is, but it's going to get even worse, right? Uh, but anyway, Israel warplanes struck Hamas targets in Gaza for a fifth day as more evidence emerged of the militants' groups' atrocities. Yeah, because. Uh, they this is classic. This is New York Times here, of course, right? But uh, classic Western media uh, deflection. Uh, very seldomly do they really uh, give fair airplay uh, to the Palestinian victims over the last two decades in the same way they does when they, you know, when they when they fire some of their bottle rockets back. This is a little bit different. Granted, it's not bottle rockets; it's more than that now. But uh, anyway, let's finish up that clip with uh, Netanyahu here because it was. Um, it was uh, it was a big time announcement here of uh, everybody's going to die and you know we're going to defeat all of you we're going to crush all of you and shit like that just absolute lunacy. Spoke with him today for the fourth time for the fourth time since uh, this war broke. Con Inc is blaming it. it's Biden's fault by the way he's in lockstep with that they're sh- sh- super good buddies. Uh, BB and uh, and Potato and Chief they're, they're they're on good terms folks. He will do everything uh, and more uh, for Bibi. No questions asked. He's sending aircraft carriers now 
Uh, in fact, two of them, I think, are being sent and so forth. So that's that. That is not a problem. That's, that's not what this is about. Oak out. We have unprecedented international support for Israel, and this is a critical component for uh, this ongoing uh, battle and warfare. Aircrafts are on their way here, and a lot of ammunition is coming to Israel and will be arriving at Israel. And it's important. We are fighting in full force in all theaters. Now we are on the offensive. Every Hamas operative will die. Hamas is ISIS. We will crush them and get rid of them. Just well, Hamas is not ISIS, uh, obviously, right? But uh, yeah, <clears throat> some uh, some harsh words here. Uh, they're going uh, balls to the walls. They're uh, they're all in. This is uh, this is it, folks. It's uh, it's beginning. Just the world crushed and got rid of ISIS. It's happening, as uh, Ron Paul said. And we do have a little segment on this later, by the way, how Israel actually have historically uh, used and supported Hamas, which, of course, is an interesting uh, note here in this uh, whole equation. I would like to strengthen our combatants, all the people in our security forces and relief and rescue forces. The entire people of Israel are behind you. And I would like to say to you, citizens of Israel, and I'm saying here to my friends, and I'm saying this to all of you, the words of the prophet Isaiah. Ah, here we go. We will all help out each other. I'm Israel Chai, and together we shall win. There you go, right? So it's a lot of the uh, the third temple is going to be built, and uh, <clears throat> a lot of the Christian Zionists, uh, as the title for today's shows implies, uh, have obviously been uh, vehemently activated uh, on this front, and they uh, they they seem to love this. Uh, in fact, we'll, we'll talk more about some of that later, of just how crazy. Uh, that uh, you know that Zionist programming is, and, and just how many uh, people actually support that, and 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 uh, just un- unwavering support you know for for Israel on this front because of that, because of that's such a powerful uh, you know uh, yeah theological mechanism for most most of these uh, Christian Zionists, right? Uh, Israeli Defense Minister Gallant later on added, by the way, after uh, Israel, uh, Netanyahu walked off the stage. Uh, we will wipe Hamas off the face of the earth. Uh, and I think that's going to be impossible to do uh, unless you, of course, displace and uh, wipe out as many of the civilian Palestinians as possible. And then, of course, consequently uh, displace them. Uh, and where are they going to go? Well, I think we I think we have an idea of where at least Israel uh, would like to send the Palestinians. Uh, but anyway... We'll, uh, we'll talk more about that later. So the other thing I want to look at here, because we didn't cover this yet, uh, is the 40 beheaded babies uh, claim. Nicole Zedek was reporting for, again, I-24 here. Uh, soldiers told me they believe 40 babies slash children were killed. The exact death toll is still unknown as the military continues to go house to house and find more Israeli casualties. Uh, let's uh, check out a little bit of that clip too, because we didn't cover that. It's a couple of, I think, a couple of days old or day old, so. Uh, but uh, fascinating how little uh, kind of just uh, evidence really you need, right? Especially in wartime, because everyone is emotionally charged up, and 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 if the atrocities are so gruesome, you also kind of grant yourself the legitimacy of not having to show it, right? So in a sense. <laughs> ironically, the more you exaggerate your claim about an atrocity, and again, could it be true? Sure, it, it's possible, uh, but most likely it's war propaganda, right? Um, 
But you kind of grant yourself that like little caveat to like, well, we can't show, we have, we know what happened and all these people say it and we can have witnesses can tell you about it, right, on, on camera or whatever. In this case, they didn't, but uh, except a reporter, but they, they don't have to show you. Roll clips. We're actually still moving through the community. It's starting to exit now, but I want to show you just some of the destruction to these houses as well, because as I showed you all the destruction that these terrorists committed on foot as they bombarded and massacred this community. There were also air raids and rockets happening overhead, completely taking out buildings like this one. So it was really a mixture of everything happening on the ground and, and in the sky as well, completely devastating this community, truly horrific images that we're seeing. Now, as we're leaving the community, you can see all of these soldiers here. As I said, so many of them called from their homes, jumping into action at a moment's notice. Many of these reservists leaving all of their families behind to be here to protect Israel's southern border, uh, less than a quarter of a mile away. We continue to hear loud artillery and, and shelling in the distance at the Gaza border uh, as we're walking out. So really, all of these soldiers are doing their best to protect us, the journalists who are also out here, because they want us to see exactly what's happening and what they've been witnessing with their own eyes for these past three days. Many of them coming here Saturday night, and they knew that no other soldiers had been here yet. And so they kind of knew uh, an idea of, of what was happening, but but they no one could expect that it would be like this, the horrors that I'm hearing from these these soldiers. Uh, as, I, as I mentioned earlier, about 40 babies at least were were taken out on gurneys. Still, right now, they're going house to house, uh, still evacuating dead bodies, Nicole, killed Israeli citizens uh, who were I, I, killed I had to cut in inside such their a, such a shocking, jarring statement there. And so, yeah, so they told, okay. All right. Okay. Well, uh, someone told her it's it's hearsay at this point, right? Just for our viewers, we're but of course, a lot of lot of the people uh, gobble this up because well, it's on TV. A new hour here on the broadcast who, who very likely weren't with us last hour to understand that you've come in there to find this small community littered with the dead and slaughtered bodies of, of Israeli civilians primarily, and you're saying forty babies, dead babies. They took them out of the incubators and they threw them. On the floor. That's that's kind of I don't know. That's you know what I mean. Like that's do you, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, you know the uh, what was it the the Kurdish was it the Kurdish Qatarian was that what it was? Uh, no no Kuwaiti of course Kuwaiti ambassador's daughter right that went up and, and spoke in front of the cameras of of how what the Iraqis had done and they had taken the babies out of the incubators and and thrown them on the floor uh, and it's this you know kind of it's this cartoonish uh, version you, you know what I mean. Um, again, is it is, is something like this possible? In, I don't mean to laugh, but like, is something like this possible in, in war? Yeah, yeah sure, of course, absolutely. There's tons of uh, of Palestinian, uh, you know, uh, babies that have been killed in bombing raids and shit like that. So, so the other side does it. So, uh, granted, you could talk about uh, maybe members of these Hamas groups and stuff like that, that are just so they they just don't give a shit about any of this anymore. That they're, they're so they've been so dehumanized because of the treatment. Uh, that basically they uh, they have no humanity left, and then they act like that. Let's get that you know that that's possible. I just have a hard time believing. You know what I mean? It's it's just I don't know. 
Nice, nice round number. Forty is always something with forty, right? Forty is a common number they they, they wheel out. Anyway, back to the- that is what one of the commanders told me, uh, and you can. T- that is one of the co- what the commanders told me. Now, now keep that in mind too, because the post from Nicole Zedek was uh, was community noted here from granted TRT World. That's a Turkish outlet, and they have uh, certainly a dog in this fight. Uh, Erdogan, of course, have actually warned and and told the U.S. to back off and. Uh, we're going to stand with our Palestinian brothers. These are two uh, NATO members, by the way. So it's a little, uh, little trouble in paradise here uh, over some of the between some of the NATO members when it comes to this question. But anyway, Israeli army denies having any information confirming the allegations that quote Hamas beheaded babies. Fascinating. You to see just uh, cribs overturned, strollers left behind, all of these doors wide open. He said, we don't know the exact number of casualties because they're still collecting dead bodies, still going door to door because the active fighting here uh, just stopped. He said it came in waves almost. Every 20 minutes they thought maybe, okay, I think we finally cleared all the terrorists and then 30 minutes later another cell would emerge. So it was ongoing and even when they thought that it had finally ended, more terrorists popped out out of nowhere and that continues to be the scene now it is under control now and that's why we are more terrorists popped up out of nowhere all right fascinating okay all right allowed to come to say? the area however you're the you're the news Israel reporter right now there are still uh there are still actively searching for terrorists in some of these fields behind me i mean you could see still just yeah, we found uh, a lot of babies. Uh, you know, there were babies. Uh, you know, they tell the. Uh, I think she's American, right? Nicole Zedek, I think so. She's uh, Colorado, California, Alabama. Uh, I think is in her t- bio there. But anyway, <laughs> it's just I don't know. It's, it's always it's always this, is it not? Completely destroying some of these sidewalks. Uh, I mean, okay, sure. <laughs> in this community. Can you all right? You're showing us the sidewalk. the 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 brick has been destroyed on this street. Look, completely destroying the sidewalk. Artillery, here. completely. Holy shit! Holy shit! Hang on to your pantaloons, folks. Look at this sidewalk. Destroying some of these sidewalks uh, in this community, and, the, and this is. Is it is it uh, is it is it comparable to 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 what is happening in Gaza? I. I no, I don't. Just being an impartial judge, I, nah, I don't. Th- nah, is my answer to uh, to that. Okay, it's just minor compared to everything that's happening inside these homes. Everything that the sidewalk, TM. These soldiers themselves are saying they say it is unlike anything they've ever seen in their entire lives before. Uh, the number of bodies, the number of casualties, the number of their family members, their friends, uh, who all live in the, these these communities. It's it's truly horrific images that they've seen firsthand. And as you can see, still. Uh, you can hear those explosions overhead, still active, ongoing fighting uh, over as we're so, so close to the Gaza border right now, David. It's another sidewalk show, our folks. Anyway, uh, you know, can we so, with, you know, with every with, with the Internet being what it is uh, today, the miraculous thing that it is. Uh, of course, the the propaganda porn is is always, you know, spreading at uh, 500 miles per hour, you know, kind of thing. Can we can we see the? May I see the babies? Uh, no, you cannot see. Them. Not not that I would want to necessarily, but you know what I mean. Like you, you can blur things out. You, it's very little evidence for this so far, and it looks like this has been highly uh, hyped up. And and again, if that's if TRT is correct here, 
it, it looks like uh, the Israeli army have said then, uh, we have seen the news, but we do not have any details or confirmation about... Uh, sorry, you guys can't see that. I do apologize. You'd uh, enjoy watching uh, Skinner there on screen. Uh, anyway, no, um, we've seen the news, but we've not had any details or confirmation about that. An Israeli spokesperson tells Andalu Agency. Uh, so there you go. That's uh, that's kind of what that is, right? Wasp TV says, can you imagine the vast differences in the narrative of World War II had Germany had live streaming straight to Americans' pockets? Exactly. Uh, well, that's just it, and that's why we have to watch this. Is there propaganda on the other side? Yes, and there, there will be. Uh, obviously, everyone's using that. That's what happens in war. No, we're not trying to be dumb about the situation. Uh, but again, the fact that it's, it's straight into uh, the homes of Americans, Europeans, Australians, uh, all the Western nations, and more. Is, is why, of course, why uh, this deserves more scrutiny at this point uh, than the other side. And it's way more influential in, of course, what it has historically, the, the, the ties and the problems uh, that Israeli uh, activists and uh, pro-Israeli activists in our countries have done uh, to the West and, and dictating foreign policy. We can go on and on with this of, of why this is important. I think you get the point. Uh, so here's another one from APAC. Uh, a child's room where Hamas slaughtered kids. There's no justification for Hamas. No moral equivalency with Hamas. No humanity in ha- in uh, Hamas. Uh, and again, I mean, it's you can. Uh, this could be this. This could be anything. This could be anything. This could be a, a you know. This could be a white helmets style you know propaganda. At least the white helmets they actually had like kids that they dusted up or whatever. Um, you know, we played some of the those types of videos over the years of, of, of them actually like you know you know camera action you know like they're laying still for the for still photographer uh, still photographs and then they start rolling uh, with a video camera kind of odd uh, but uh, again that could be that could be that could be anything and that's just how it goes normally you'd you'd probably see some of this stuff spreading up telegram channels and maybe maybe it has and i just have missed it so far uh but usually that stuff kind of goes out and i assume the media would use it that would just blur it out kind of thing but actually show you you know what i mean uh, it, it's it's not like when you had the the truck in you know Stockholm, uh, the the, the uh, well I shouldn't say truck attack because that's the wording they use but you know what I mean uh, some of the terrorist attacks in in uh, in Europe and I think about one in Stockholm right uh, where Eva Auckland she was she was driven over that that photo was there right away we could see her body slashed in half by this uh, Muslim uh, invader that uh, took a truck and used it as a weapon against uh, against our people uh, but we don't have anything like that yet here here's another fantastic uh, goodie here that I want to play for you guys. Uh, this is, uh, Mar- is it Marissa? Clarissa? Yeah, Clarissa Ward with uh, CNN. And CNN has just been, you know, they've been uh, they've been fantastic on this front. They've been absolutely amazing. Uh, she is uh, having a, a rough day there uh, acting. Uh, I, I, it's just, I don't know. Let's look at it and see what you guys think. But it's just, as I see this, it's just they're trying too hard, you know what I mean? It's it's just, it's not not really believable. Clarissa is on the ground right now. Clarissa, tell us what's happening. Stand by. Hi, John. So forgive me, I have a slightly un- unelegant position, but we have just had a massive barrage of rockets coming in here, uh, not too far from us. So we have had to take shelter here. And she's like the reporter that does this stuff, right? She's done it, done it in Ukraine. Uh, didn't she sit down with one of the? Who was it? She was sitting down. Was it a? 
ISIS leader or something like that that she did an interview with or something. And it all seemed like super staged, you know what I mean? Like, And it's the same thing here. It's the same vibes with this. This is just what she does. By the roadside, we're just about five minutes away. Gaza is in that direction. We can hear now a lot of jets uh, in the sky. We could also hear the Iron Dome intercepting uh, a number of those rockets as they were whizzing overhead and making impact in that direction. She's kind of as good like as a uh, pornographic actress in delivering those lines. I don't know, just, uh, just that kind of vibe, direction, right? uh, Not too far from here. We came to this location because this was ground zero uh, for this entire operation of carnage. Hamas militants came uh, on a pickup truck. This was the first place where they breached that border wall and they basically drove down this strip just spraying uh, lead wherever they went. We saw, in fact, I was just grabbing it before that happened and we had to hit the deck. Spraying lead. But uh, heavy weaponry being used. Hey, uh, hey Bukaki. <laughs> it's saying we can get up now. Um, Speaking of pornographic actress. Where are we moving to? Sorry, just one second, guys. Okay. Here we go. No, it's okay right, now. So now can I can show up. you uh, the scene here. This is where those militants first came opening up right fire here, on all folks. these vehicles. Uh, there's a baby carriage down there turned over on its side. You can see over there, Clayton, if you just show in the distance there, some kind of strikes looks like in Gaza as well. Uh, return fire. Or is that the smoke from the rocket launches? Forgive me. Um, it's a Ooh. little difficult after being Oops. crouched in a ditch to know exactly what's been going on. And then some people were pointing out right on the ground. They like were kind of, uh, let me uh, lower that a little bit. Uh, it was one of the shots there. There were like three guys kind of just hanging out in the background having a smoke. Uh, kind of when they were going up and they're just walking around. Anyway, we don't have to hyper analyze that. It's just, it just, it just feels so dumb. You know what I mean? Uh, so you've had uh, more. Uh, more, more claims here, basically, right? Of the uh, uh, that this is basically uh, another uh, Holocaust. Uh, here is the Israeli president, uh, I believe it is. I forget his name now. Forgive me, but uh, the Israeli pre pre president saying, uh, "Not since the Holocaust has so many Jews died. Not since the Holocaust have so many Jews been killed on one day, and not since the Holocaust." Have we witnessed scenes of Jewish women and children, grandparents, even Holocaust survivors, being herded into trucks and taken into captivity? Hamas has imported, adopted, and replicated the savagery of ISIS, entering civilian homes on holy day and murdering in cold blood whole families, young and old, violating and burning bodies, beating and torturing their innocent victims, Jews and Muslims and other faiths. The brutality, the inhumanity, the barbarity of monsters, not humans, monsters, over the past days. It's not, uh, it's not step one of like uh, any good kind of war propaganda. It's of course to uh, dehumanize uh, your uh, your enemy while of course deflecting from anything that you've been doing and the fact that they've been subjected to some of this stuff for the last uh, eh, what 70 years I mean you could argue what 67 you know in a different way it started then and so forth but 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 still that's that's many many decades many of these people grew up uh, like this that that's all they know uh, they've been dehumanized their entire lives uh, in this kind of capacity
Uh, and I'm not trying to excuse any brutality that they do. It's it's unjustified on both sides. No one wants to see, uh, uh, you know, kids hurt and families and, you know, civilians and all that shit. It uh, doesn't matter who they are. Uh, but at the same time, it's this complete, uh, just black and white, uh, you know, and, and understandably, that's what it is, that they're fighting a war. That That's what that's what they're going to do. But they have point. Point again is they have a direct channel into every goddamn Western media outlet, and we rarely hear uh, much from the other side. I've spoken with leaders from around the world who expressed their deep outrage at the attack, including Vice President Harris, Secretary of State. Ah, Kabbalah Harris, of course. Lincoln, the heads of the EU, the UN, NATO, and other closer to home, like my friend, President of the United Arab Emirates. Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed. I call on all nations around the world. First, most importantly, make clear and loud condemnation of Hamas's actions. Just as you have condemned the abhorrent and unspeakable actions of ISIS, because today they are one and the same. Second, See, they come, those it, it, you know, the, once they've seeded memes, right? They have to keep using them. It's a, is this the most recent in people's? Can we, can, you know, they they can they probably sit down to like focus group this shit. You know, it's like can we use can we use ISIS or should what what do we do? You know, kind of thing. I said, yeah, that's good. Uh, that's that's a good that's a good group to use right now. Uh, but of course, again, I mean, was that why wasn't there like Israelis that were like actually treating? Uh, ISIS, you know, uh, higher up levels, I'm not sure if we call them generals or whatever, but like ISIS fighters were, were treated in Israeli hospitals, right? There's stories like this, like actually how <laughs> ISIS was beneficial you know, to Israel uh, in order to help clean out Syria, of course, because then they've been problematic to them. Anyway, we don't have to play more of that. You, you get the point. McDozer over on Entropy. Thank you, McDozer. Appreciate that. Good to see you. Says, I've taken shelter from mortar fire. Clarissa is not taking shelter from anything. <laughs> this clip made me so irrationally angry. Yeah, it, it's every time. I remember when they ran around with Zelensky. Uh, this was, granted, it was, it was before the invasion, and, and it did actually happen, and, and, and uh, you know, truth be told, I was surprised that they did move in. I, I thought that they were just hyping it up. But one of the reasons for that is because you'd had so much of those types of clips where, where like, Nothing is happening, and they're running around like it's you know we gotta you know I don't, it's just so dumb and and gay, and that's what you get in in much mainstream media, for the most part. Uh, you had incredible things, well, incredible things, but uh, uh, statements, right? And oh no, this one uh, too. Rage, raging dissident shared this uh, from a True North. Uh, it's a Canadian, eh, kind of a alternative, uh, I guess, quote unquote, outlet. Uh, this isn't Israel's 9-11, it's the Holocaust, and in some ways, it's even worse. Here's another one that was sh uh, reposted by Ben Shapiro, uh, which of course we did, uh, I think, a pretty good segment on here just yesterday. Uh, a pregnant woman in southern Israel was found by Hamas terrorists. They dissected her body. Her stomach was cut open and they took the fetus out with the umbilical cord and let the unborn child die slowly out of his mother's womb. Uh, this is what inhuman savages Hamas do to people. 1.4 million views. How do you know this? Uh, Akila asks. From my friend Avishay from Ground, who has the photographs with her, can't post it. And uh, there, there you go back. Can't you post a blurred, a blurred version of it? You, you blur out the most gruesome thing in order to really kind of ramp up that side. May I see it? Uh, no, 
Uh, trust me, because reasons, bro. I did the. Re we've 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 talked with enough people, and that's just what it is. Uh, again, I'm not trying to say shit like this couldn't happen in war. It does, uh, but in this case, uh, we are uh, definitely, I think, in the. We're justified uh, pressing X to doubt some of these uh, stories. That's just kind of how it goes, right? Uh, another good one was, of course, uh, Kirby, right? One of the White House officials. Uh, crying, more on CNN here, right? A lot, a lot of CNN stuff. Uh, crying on CNN. Look at this. I, uh, <clears throat> I, it, I'm sorry. It's, it's very, <clears throat> excuse me, very <laughs> difficult to look at these images, Jake. Uh, it, it, and the, the, the human cost. And these are human beings. They're family members, their friends, their loved ones, cousins, brothers, sisters. Yeah, it's difficult, and I apologize. Of course, he has nothing to apologize for. <laughs> Thank you, Jay Tapeworm, for coming. Uh, I think uh, I think this comment is just about, there is no business like show business. How about that? Uh, yeah, I know. So they're coming out for when it's pertinent and advantageous. Uh, they uh, They shed tears. Uh, and I'll make the point again a little bit later, but uh, I have not seen some of these people uh, this excited in a very long time. Uh, this 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 emotionally engaged, this angry, uh, this frothing at the mouth, uh, uh, demanding vengeance. Not even for when their own, uh, uh, you know, in this case, white Americans are, are you know, dying during, uh, you know, violent riots and shit like this, right? Or uh, think about how many terrorist attacks in, in Europe we've seen, and we haven't seen really... That type of emotional response, including for me, you politicians, by the way, we'll, uh, we'll underline again a little bit later. Uh, okay, so uh, some people, uh, you know, were asking, well, why, how come uh, the U.S. government unequivocally stands with Israel? And, you know, it could have things, it could have something to do uh, with things like this. And, and there's a couple of variations of this. We don't have to dwell on this. You've, you've seen some of these, I assume, uh, about Biden's cabinet and his makeup. Uh, very highly overrepresented by those, of course, uh, have a uh, a direct dog uh, in this fight, uh, as it were. Uh, there's even been uh, newspaper articles about this. Biden's Jewish leadership. leadership. Uh, so again, when conservative Inc. is complaining on Biden and saying that this is, you know, somehow his fault uh, or that he caused this or he was soft on Iran or whatever the hell it is, right? Uh, it's uh, complete uh, bullcrap, right? In fact, we have a story on the other side which is kind of contradicts, in fact, some of these claims. Now, of course, it could be different soldiers, it could be different factions. It could be a soldier in Hamas that, again, have had literally their... Uh, they could have had five of their kids, children, uh, die in bombing raids or when they drop white phosphorus on them or under any number of the atrocities that have happened uh, in the Gaza Strip of the last few decades, right? That they're basically just, I don't give a shit. I'll, I'll just gut these, this Israeli woman open and stuff like that, right? But check out this story just to kind of counterbalance those claims that we just watched it a little bit. Uh, this is subtitled here. They come in and they tell, tell me, I tell them, I have two children. First thing I tell them in Hebrew, as the reporter asks, no, in English. They look around, then one says to me in English, don't worry, I'm a Muslim, we will not hurt you. Now that seems, uh, why would she say something like this if this is not true? But anyway, it is what it is. 
Now, take them to Western countries is a different story. But anyway, <laughs> that's beside the point. She says, it caught me on one side by surprise. A little wonky translation that we know what she says. On the other hand, it took a lot of pressure off me. I sat down with my kids and the fighters brought a chair from the dining room. There was another armed fighter, Hamas, presumably. They were all the time with us in the room and the rest were walking around. One of them sees a banana, sees bananas on the counter and he asks, may I eat one? And I say, yes, you can, <laughs> you can have one. What the hell? What did the children say? The reporter asks. The older one was more stressed. The youngest didn't really care. She was busy with her tablet. What did scare them a little bit was the guns. They consulted each other by room. In the other room at the moment, they spoke Arabic. And my son asked me, are they thinking about how to apologize? I told him uh, that's probably not what's going on. They stayed at my place for about two hours. At the end of those two hours, one of them closes the door and they leave. And that's it. That's it. Huh. All right. Okay, well, that's uh, that's certainly uh, is a little bit different, right? Uh, meanwhile, this clip is going around. This could be uh, something worth bringing into the fold. Uh, here's actually a story of how IDF soldiers uh, treated uh, Palestinians. The events that took place in Tantura were crazy, let me go back here, he's talking to us, were crazy and terrifying, he says. Tantura was a wealthy town, it had beautiful houses. They were living like Europeans, do you understand? The women in the town used to wear beautiful clothes, really, this town. One of the soldiers raped a 16-year-old girl here. It's understood. What happened was terrifying. We had a soldier with us. He later died. He was a savage. He gathered them, Palestinians, and put them in a cage and killed them. He gathered them like a cage made of iron and surrounded them with iron wires. He ga gathered all the men and made them sit down. One of the soldiers took the machine gun and shot them. He replaced the magazine and that's what happened. But we didn't do the same. That person was extraordinarily savage. They covered up the incident. The soldiers took flamethrowers in their hands, chased the villagers and set them on fire. It was horrible. No one was allowed to talk about it. I didn't talk about it either. This could be a whole scandal, this matter. He's laughing at I don't want to talk about it. In the first three or four months, I participated in another guy. Now I participated. What does this mean? I never took prisoners. I killed everyone. When someone raised their hand in the war, I didn't take them as a prisoner of war. That traumatized me. I haven't been able to overcome it until today. In those days, even if I saw school children with their hands raised, I would kill them. Very nice Some of the nicest he goes on to uh, report, he says, how many people did you kill this way? And he says, I didn't count while he's laughing. It's not possible for me to know. I had a total of 200 bullets in my weapon. I fired and killed everyone. It's impossible for me to count. All right, there you go. Good stuff, folks. Uh, Pagan Bear says, support what you like. Hail Red Ice. We'll be watching the replay. Thank you, Pagan Bear. Appreciate you. 
uh, yes, if you do want to watch us, uh, if you want to uh, support the show, if you want to join us, live slash Red Ice TV, that's up and running. You can uh, send a super chat there, or you can do it on Odyssey as a hyper chat or uh, Rumble Rants. We'll keep an eye on that throughout the show as well. Thank you, guys. We appreciate your support uh, as we continue here. Now, I, I do want to play some uh, gruesome footage here, so be warned the next, what is this, 21 plus um, 30, but 40 seconds or so here. Uh, of some uh, recent bombings and actually children being um, hurt and, and killed. Here, here it is. Like missing. The next one here is pretty uh, rough. It's a baby. If you don't want to see this, turn away. Now you see stuff like that, and he's like, "Yeah, why would the why, why in the world are they so angry? What's what's going on with that, right?" And this uh, shit has happened to them for for, for with how how long? I can't even. I, I, I don't even know how long, right? Every other you know, month in some cases, certain years, but every other year it flares up this violence and there's new uh, bombings of, of Gaza or it's in Lebanon or it's in Jordan and stuff and it's just endless barrage of these kinds of images, right? Uh, so you can kind of understand why they would be angry, right? They, they have their kids uh, you know, killed in this kind of capacity. Uh, but the other side, just, just ignoring that entirely. Uh, pretending that their anger is, you know, just unjustified and, and brutal for no reason whatsoever, kind of thing. Um, yeah, so here, so here's the uh, the piece about also then that puts a little bit of a different caveat in this issue of like, well, what what is Hamas? What's the origin point? How has it been used traditionally? Uh, Sasha Rossmuller was kind of to send uh, me this link, and I remember the story. I remember we played Ron Paul, which we'll do as well as he comments on this. Uh, so thank you to Sasha. I haven't uh, replied to me yet over email, but I got the link in case you're watching. Thank you so much. Uh, great stuff. Great reminder. Great tip to bring into this as well. This is from The Guardian. How Israel brought Gaza to the brink of humanitarian catastrophe uh, back from 2009. And the passage uh, that I want to read is this one right here. Um, these two right here. This is interesting, right? Like other radical movements, Hamas began to moderate its political program following its rise to power. From the ideological re rejectionism of its charter, it began to move towards pragmatic accommodation of a two-state solution. Oh, really? Interesting. In March 20, 2007, Hamas and Fatah, uh, Fat, I'm forgetting how you pronounce that, formed a national unity government that was ready, check this out, ready to negotiate a long-term ceasefire with Israel. Israel, however, refused to negotiate with a government that included Hamas. It continued to play the old game of divide and rule between rival Palestinian factions. In the late 80s, Israel had supported the nascent Hamas in order to weaken Fatah. So they had supported, in what way supported? Financially, morally, what? But it was nascent. Wasn't that in the 80s? It was nascent. So they 
did that in order to weaken Fatah, the secular nationalist movement led by Yasser Arafat. Now Israel began to encourage the corrupt and pliant Fatah leaders to overthrow their religious political rivals and recapture power. Aggressive American neoconservatives participated in the sinister plot to instigate a Palestinian civil war. Their meddling was a major factor in the collapse of the national unity government and in driving Hamas to seize power in Gaza in June 2007 to preempt a Fatah coup, right? Or Fatah, I forget how you pronounce that, so I'm butchering that. Uh, isn't that interesting? A little tidbit you don't hear uh, too often about when you uh, look into, uh, you know, these kinds of issues, right? You don't really get the backstory in the same way that they really didn't share the backstory of how Israel looked the other way, despite the fact that Egypt warned them of something big. That New House government denied this. And I think they denied, uh, they denied it. Uh, they denied it because they can admit that they looked the other way. And as I said before, they looked the other way because they saw this as an opportunity. Their 9-11, their Pearl Harbor, and of course, look at what happened uh, next. The article talks about the aggressive American neoconservative participation in this sinister plot. And of course, we have to underline here as well uh, that neoconservatism has largely been a Jewish movement. It doesn't mean that all neoconservatives are Jewish, uh, but most are, and the movement overall is a Jewish movement. Here is uh, Dr. Ron Paul talking about this issue. Uh, Madam Speaker, um, I rise in opposition to this resolution. Uh, not because uh, I am taking sides and, and picking who the bad guys are and who the good guys are, but I'm looking at this more from the angle of being a uh, United States citizen, an American, and I think resolutions like this uh, really do us great harm. Uh, in many ways, what's happening in the Middle East, and in particular with Gaza right now, we have some moral responsibility for both sides, uh, in a way, because we provide help and funding uh, for both Arab nations and Israel. And uh, so we definitely have a moral responsibility, and especially now today, the weapons being used to uh, kill so many Palestinians are American weapons, and uh, American funds essentially are being used uh, for this. But there's a political liability, which I think is something that we fail to look at because too often there's so much blowback from our intervention in areas that we shouldn't be involved in. You know, Hamas, if you look at the history, you'll find out that Hamas was encouraged and really started by Israel because they wanted Hamas to counteract Yasser Arafat. And you say, well, yeah, that was better then and served his purpose, but we didn't want Hamas to do this. So then we as Americans say, well, we have such a good system, we're going to impose this on the world. We're going to invade Iraq and teach people how to be Democrats. We want free elections. So we encourage the Palestinians to have a free election. They do, and they elect Hamas. So we first indirectly and directly through Israel help establish Hamas. Then we have election, then Hamas becomes dominant, so we have to kill them. You know, it, it just doesn't make sense. During, during the 80s, uh, you know, we were allied with Osama bin Laden, and uh, we were contending with the Soviets. It was at that time our CAA thought it was good if we radicalized the Muslim world. So we financed right. the madrasa schools to radicalize the Muslims in order to compete with the, with the Soviets. There's too much blowback. 
There's a lot of reasons why we should oppose this resolution. It is not in the interest of the United States. It's not in the interest of Israel either. All right. Good old Ron Paul. I guess we can uh, officially use the meme right now, unironically. Uh, it is happening, uh, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Holy shit, it's uh, it's popping off, and uh, this shit is about to get a lot worse. But yes, it's true. It's true. Uh, traditionally, this meddling by, of course, neocon factions, uh, disproportionately overrepresented by Jewish interest in many regards, like neoconservatism and these kinds of things, uh, have of course, you know, created set up movements that later on uh, they either use directly or they come back and bite them in the ass, right? But it's the non-stop meddling. It's the non-stop gay ops. Uh, it's the non-stop uh, false flags and things like this that are the reason for why things are the way they are. Uh, and of course, you have to remember as well, there's a greater Israel uh, movement be beneath all of this. There's a third temple uh, Orthodox Chabad movement that's uh, religiously inclined, and they're using the Christian Zionists for their support here. Uh, and all of this plays into it, right? And, and driving populations out of this region has been key not only to multiracialize and create the chaos we now see in Europe and America and other Western nations, uh, but to actually physically just remove them from the region uh, so that the expansion in one form or another will move forward. Uh, the other aspect here, of course, is Iran too. Uh, the desire to go in uh, and uh, destabilize uh, Iran, do a coup. I think they'll put uh, Reza Pahlavi in there. Uh, and of course, he's on very good terms uh, with uh, with Israel. I showed the screenshot. Let me show you again so you can see uh, of him uh, going to the Western Wall. He has done a number of tweets uh, about how great Israel is and, and, and they're the uh, you know, they're, they're the you know, civilization uh, is in Israel compared to all these other Arab nations, blah, 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 kind of thing. He's also very, he's talking about Cyrus, uh, King Cyrus of Persia. He wants to bring that back, very biblical inclined and stuff like that. This is this is their guy. That's the guy they'll put in place when, I won't say if, I'll say when they do their coup in Iran, uh, it looks like. And of course, this is, we'll see what happens with the normalization, you know, uh, procedures with like Saudi Arabia and stuff in the wake of this. I've not heard much at all from Saudi Arabia. By the way, I, I didn't search, uh, you know, I just thought about it right now, but I didn't search actively. So I'm sure there are some comments, but just generally, you know, I mean, I haven't seen too much from that. Uh, but um, that might kind of throw a, a spanner in the works, at least temporarily for this. Uh, but as I said, if you want to if you want to do a new Abrahamic world order, you got to kind of break a couple of eggs, you know, what I mean, and that's maybe what this actually is about. Uh, OK, well, um, let me see. Dersha Rusker on Odyssey said this is the face of Jewish supremacism. Uh, presumably we're referring to some of the clips that we saw. Uh, indeed, thank you, Dersha Rusker. Good to see you. Smiley Burden says, love you all. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, okay. So, we had this issue, and it's a little, maybe a little sidestep, really. I'm, I'm not sure, but it's, it ties into the EU thing. Uh, Elon Musk came out, and basically, first he, uh, you know, he said something good about War uh, Noir, I think it was. It was a War Monitor. I forget. War Monitor, I think it was, um, on um, X. And then he retracted that, you know, kind of endorsement of that account because they were too, too pro Hamas, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he came out and made a statement uh, in terms of a, a in, in the form of a reply to the Israeli Defense Forces clip where they say Hamas is a genocidal terrorist organization. They said it themselves and they, they link up a, a clip there. Uh, and uh, Elon said, yes, they are crystal clear about this. Uh, so it looks like he's, um, you know, kind of picking picking sides here. 
Uh, but the reason why they bring that up is because the platform overall, X, have been attacked by the EU uh, that have given Elon Musk 24 hours to address, quote, illegal content and disinformation on X slash Twitter about the Israel slash Hamas war, which is just like, really? Is this is this what you're going to be? Is this what you're going to do? Uh, let me see here. Do they link to the X tweets here? Yes, they do. Yeah, following the terrorist attacks by Hamas against Israel, we have indications of X slash Twitter being used to disseminate illegal content and disinformation in the EU. In other words, if it's not sufficiently pro-Israel enough, uh, what, the EU is going to shut down the platform, they're going to block it or whatever. Uh, Elon said, our policy is that everything is open source and transparent, an approach that I know the EU supports. Please list the violations you allude to on X so that the public can see them. Merci. Uh, Boako is at the end there. Anyway, so here's the whole letter. We, we're not going to go through this uh, again. But but the EU has been like vehemently, uh, you know, pro-Israel. Big surprise, right? They've never. I haven't even seen uh, flags of some of the European countries that were bombed by terrorists uh, on EU buildings projected in the way that Israeli flags were projected. Uh, not only on the EU buildings, but in many part of the West, by the way, uh, government buildings and so forth. Uh, so anyway, so the other thing here is. Um, is the ground invasion, right? The, gr- the, the looming ground invasion uh, of the Gaza Strip. Bloomberg had a piece, few good options as Israel weighs a ground assault on the Gaza Strip. I'm not sure they will do that. Maybe they would. Some people said they will just keep carpet bombing. They will just drop bombs n- nonstop, essentially, until it's all leveled. Uh, which, of course, a lot of the uh, Khan Inc. voices and Christian Zionists have come out in support of and saying, yeah, you should, should level it all, basically. House-to-house fighting would follow, Leon Panetta says. Questions about Israel's exit strategy, dangers to hostages, uh, all manners of problem. And, of course, one of the reasons why there's so many problems uh, is because the landscape you would enter into would look like this. This this is in the wake of some of the bombing. Well, we'll look at that. Let me read a post from Rage, rating dissent uh, Jeremy again. Uh, Jeremy McKenzie said it was a good post. Says, As I explained yesterday evening, the above the video, this is reply to this video here, uh, is a clear example of what I was talking about regarding urban combat. It's a slaughterhouse that is the most unfair, unpredictable, and chaotic of places to possibly fight in. You're forced to get into close quarters combat where your technolo- technological advantage is highly mitigated and you face asymmetrical threats from every conceivable dimension and space and time 24-7 as you spend time in these types of environments. Here's another clip for you just of how bad the bombing has been, right? And of course, mosques were blown up and stuff like that, right? Uh, There's 200 places to hide traps, mines, IEDs, snipers, ambushes, homemade vats of acid, donkeys with C4 hidden in their rectum. And it says, in parentheses, this happened in Afghanistan. He fought there, right? (laughs) Anything fucked up you can think of, and they'll try it. Think home alone, but instead of using silly minor injuries, you die rough. Um, these people have literally nothing left to lose and are facing global calls for their extermination. And everybody has already had family killed by the IDF, right? So have fun in there 
uh, Rage concludes. Uh, this would be. Uh, that's why. That's why I don't think they'll do it. To be honest, I, I don't think they'll do it. Uh, I think they'll probably continue to just bomb or do some kind of other uh, other operations that don't involve troops. But you never know. You, you never know. Maybe that. Maybe this is this. They're just. We gotta. Uh, as uh, Zioclops said, right, uh, Crenshaw uh, on Twitter, this will be the war to end all wars, like classic neocon line. They're frothing at the mouth, absolutely crazy, right? Um, so as we said, Netanyahu managed to unify his government uh, under this. Uh, and going back to Iran again, this is an interesting piece, uh, just to deflect from that a little bit, because, of course, a lot of the American neocons, you know, uh, uh, of course, uh, Lindsay, Ladybugs, Graham, uh, as we said, Zioclops, David French, many others, uh, Ben Shapiro, obviously, uh, Laura Loomer, just the list just goes on. Uh, Ruben, Dave, David Rubenstein, right? He ended up actually blocking me on Twitter because I replied a couple of times to him. Um, but just like this insane, just like, just bomb them, I just like bomb them all. I don't care, you know, just level the whole thing. Uh, and they were gung-ho about the, tying this to Iran. It's This is Iran doing this. It's Iran's funding this, blah, blah, blah. Well... According to the New York Times, of course, it's always trustworthy, right? But uh, anyway, they, they, if, if, if the evidence, um, they, they, they would spin it in a different way if this was not uh, uh, true, I think, to be honest. But anyway, early intelligence shows Hamas attack surprised Iranian leaders, the USS. The information has fueled doubts in the United States that Iran, a longtime supporter of the Palestinian militant group, played a direct role in planning the assault in Israel. They say the U.S. has collected multiple pieces of intelligence that show that key Iranian leaders were surprised by the Hamas attacks in Israel. Information that has fueled the U.S. doubts that Iran played a direct role in planning the assault, according to several American officials. These key Iranian officials did not know the attack was coming, according to intelligence. The U.S., Israel, and key regional allies have not found evidence that Iran directly helped plan the attack, according to the U.S. officials and other official, uh, and other official in the Middle East. Well, darn tootin', we wanted, they wanted to invade Iraq. I guess they'll do it anyway, just like they did with Iraq, right? Well, there were no uh, weapons of mass destruction. There was no tie between uh, 9-11 and Saddam. Well, they went in anyway. This is uh, kind of what they do, right? They just say, well, you know, fuck that shit. We're going we're gonna to invade anyway. Uh, so we'll see if they do it. But uh, ultimately, this is one of the lists, uh, or rather, let me rephrase that, one of the countries that was on the list uh, that famously Wesley Clark, the uh, anti-white uh, Jewish former European Supreme Commander of NATO, uh, received in the Pentagon when he was there visiting. Uh, and they uh, wanted to basically finish off those list of countries. And I think they're almost there. Uh, it's basically just Iran left, essentially, on that list. And so they've been frothing at the mouth for a long time uh, to get that done. Now, I want to tie this into it as well. The other side here is not. Uh, it, 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 if let's say the other side comes out victorious in this, if you, if you view this kind of like you just distill it down, right? The multipolar world order. You have BRICS on one side. You have the uh, you know the uh, Anglo-Atlantic Israeli faction on the other side. The the, the G seven or whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, on one side. Uh, you got to be careful of who you're rooting for here, too, including Palestine, right? I'm, I'm, I'm sympathetic to Palestine in their in their region, in their country, in their state. But uh, once they come to the West, they become, of course, some of the most anti-white activists that you have. And in fact, they all 
lump us together. Europe is just like, uh, they, they view Israel as an outcrop to uh, the Western world, right? They, they, that's, you know, Europe, it's America, it's part of European colonialism. I'll make that point playing a clip here in a moment, too, of how they tie this together. Uh, but the other side of that, because you have Russia, China, India, these kinds of things, the BRICS countries, right? Uh, in China, uh, Business Insider says, social media is bursting with support for Palestine and blame for Washington. N- not a big surprise, but I'm just saying, be careful for what, what what boot you're asking for to have on your on your neck, because you know either it's going to be the the current uh, you know current order, right, uh, or it's going to be a, or it's going to be a new one. Is, is, do you want the uh, anti-Western Westerners or do you want the anti-Western uh, Easterners or, or non-Westerners? <laughs> that that and neither option is good. Not, we want none of it, right? And that's where we have to kind of draw the line, right? that the, our mission in all of this is to regain control of our countries, and no matter who comes out on top in this conflict. No, we don't want to have, uh, you know, millions of Jews flooding into Europe and America, uh, equally as we don't want to have millions of Muslims or Palestinians flooding into Europe and America and other Western countries if they're the ones who end up on the losing end here. They'll try, of course, but again, our job here is to say, fuck that shit. We're not going over there. We're not sending anybody. We're not sending our sons and daughters. We're not sending uh, any more money. We're not supporting here. That's it. We, you know, we are going to control our borders. Uh, these are our countries. Uh, we want none of it, right? None of none of this conflict is really should it shouldn't be tied to us. Unfortunately, it is because of the, the deep involvement, and now we have all these migrants in our countries. Uh, much to the, uh, you know, of course. Um, uh, much of the thanks of, of uh, uh, Israel and other Jewish activists, of course. Uh, many of the NGOs lobbying for open borders for Europe and the West and America is, of course, uh, Jewish organizations such as Highest Jewish Family Fund, uh, Paideia, you have uh, Israel Aid, you know, on and on we could go. So here's the clip where basically they tie together Israel and European colonialism. It's a little bit longer clip, but I, f- I did find it interesting. Now, they have some legitimate... You know, kind of criticisms of of Israel in the clip, uh, and specifically like what, what's happening to them there. But then, of course, they want these movements, right, to be deeply anchored in the West as well to gain more influence. So instead of having, let's say, a Zionist lobby, now they want a you know multiracial BLM anti-white uh, pro-Palestinian lefty uh, lobby that also is going to be equally bad for us at the end of the day. Check this out. Only a week ago, videos circulated showing Israeli settlers invading and desecrating Al-Aqsa Mosque, spitting on Christians in Jerusalem, and proclaiming their hatred of all Arabs. Only a week ago, Saudi Arabia was set to normalize relations with Israel, which would have made it the latest and most influential Arab country to normalize relations with the self-proclaimed Jewish state. A week ago, Israel thought it had finally snuffed out the flame of Palestinian resistance. But on Saturday, the Palestinians boldly declared that Zionism will never win. The unprecedented military operation launched by a broad coalition of Palestinian resistance factions has com- the, uh, the invincible paragliders, ladies and gentlemen. ...completely turned the Israeli calculus on its head. Palestinians have begun the process of taking back the land that was stolen from them 70 years ago, and protesters have gathered here in Times Square to show their support for the Palestinian resistance. Well, you, why don't you go there and fight them? The Palestinian resistance shocked the world when it launched Operation Al-Aqsa Flood, 
a wave of simultaneous attacks on all fronts of the Israeli occupation. The attack took everyone by surprise, most of all the Israelis, as videos showed Palestinian fighters walking through unmanned military checkpoints and tearing down massive border fences without facing any opposition. Palestinians captured several Israeli vehicles, dozens of Israeli soldiers, killed several high-ranking officers, and took over entire cities. Videos showed resistance fighters hang-gliding themselves into Israel using massive fans. As of the time of this recording, some speculate that Palestinians have liberated an area almost twice the size of the Gaza Strip and appear to be aiming to reconnect the West Bank and Gaza. The Lebanese resistance have also since joined the fight, launching artillery strikes into an Israeli outpost occupying land in southern Lebanon. The operation has not only exposed massive flaws in Israel's supposedly airtight intelligence services, but also showed the ironclad discipline within the Palestinian military command, who were able to keep secret the operation, which presumably took months of planning. Now, um, I think there's some truth to the fact that it might have been more severe than they wanted to, possibly, right? Uh, it, it will... It, it, it remains to be seen still, I think. Hopefully more uh, of that will come out, right? But think of the origin of Hamas and stuff like that, how you can use it, uh, blah, blah, blah. As I said, they might be willing to break a couple of eggs. But uh, but yes, I mean, if you've lived under these conditions, this is all you've known, you've grown up like this, your kids are growing up like this. Uh, you know, some of them are, are probably grand, not maybe the fighting ones, but I'm saying they're, they're grandparents in that part of the world. Uh, that have kids and grandkids and maybe even coming kids that are, this is all they know, right? So, yes, their te- techniques have probably improved. You're getting different types of technologies now. You get drone technology, right? You can have a $10 million uh, Merkava tank being you know, blown up by a you know, $400 drone or whatever with like a makeshift uh, you know, bomb on it or whatever if you, if you drop it in the right place. So, yes, there's a, di- there's a little bit of a dynamic shift here as well. At the same time, they needed this to be real, right? It needed to be felt. They can't just, uh, I think, uh, exaggerate all of it. They actually need, as I said, to break a couple of eggs in order to make this, um, you know, parking lot uh, omelette here out of uh, Gaza, as it was. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they're completely incapable, Hamas, right, uh, at this point. Uh, but there's n- there's no difference. In, I mean, no, no comparison in terms of you know, funding and money and resources and technology and all these kinds of things, right? Maybe they have hubris, sure. Maybe they thought, oh, you know, it's you know, maybe some of them back down. But the point is, I think they allowed. I think I still think they allowed it to happen. They allowed the incursion to take place. Maybe they thought they'd stop it sooner or something like that, right? But this idea that they're like they could just fly in with these, you know, they have the Iron Dome, they have all these sensors and surveillance and cameras and just nonstop like technology to to stop these kinds of things, and it just it it, it didn't didn't happen. What the hell's going on with that? Anyway, back to the clip. Every Israeli official said it was a complete surprise. And I think we have I don't buy it. to sit with that because as of just a couple days ago, they said that surprise wasn't possible. They said we control every inch of Palestine. They said we have walls, we have cameras. Yes, we have traitors too. And there's nothing they can do that we won't see or what we do. They were so arrogant. In response to this humiliating offensive, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu responded in the only way Israel has ever known how, carpet bombing Gaza. While the media would have you believe that this conflict started 48 hours ago and that it was initiated by the Palestinians, this conflict actually began over a century ago with the birth of the Zionist movement, a movement of European Jews who aimed to create a Jewish-majority state in Palestine. With 
Now, notice the, oh, from the British language there. Uh, European Jews, and they'll mention more about this now. Here, here's the so here's your anti-white leftists that are tying this again in in a, in a meme capacity, kind of in the same way that Israel is trying to tie it to. This is ISIS. These are ISIS will be destroyed. Will they're, they're ISIS. Hamas is ISIS. Uh, no, they're not. Uh, just in the same way that uh, Jews are not Europeans. They might have been in Europe at the time, but they're not Europeans. But here's the oh, the British Empire. It's European colonialism and all this crazy anti-white left-wing activism that we're now seeing in Western in, on Western streets uh, is, of course, nothing we want either, right? So anyway, back to the, you, you'll see what I mean, too, especially towards the end here. They, they, this ramps up. How they tie this together? This is basically just this is just another white oppressor. That they're like, no, it's <laughs> very different, completely different. Empire. Zionists massacred their way through Palestinian villages, kicking the indigenous Arabs out and moving European Jews in. European, European, there it is again. Establishing the state of Israel. This was the only way the reality-defying concept of a Jewish-only state in the heart of the Arab world could be created, through outright ethnic cleansing. After its founding, Israel turned Palestine into a virtual prison state out of fear of a mass Palestinian uprising. In the West Bank, Arabs live as second-class citizens under a completely different set of laws as Jews. Palestinians are relegated to Arab-only roads and Arab-only schools, Palestinians have one kind of ID while Jews have another. But it's fine when they do it, right? Of course. But, but oh, the kvetching in our countries, if we ever had something like that. Palestinians have to request permission to travel virtually anywhere and have to wait in long and humiliating checkpoints that can turn a 10-minute drive into a four-hour nightmare. Palestinian homes are routinely demolished for no reason to make way for an ever-expanding network of Jewish settlements. Well, well, then it's not for no reason. It's a very distinct reason. Why did you put that line in there? Anyway... Uh, high IQ on this guy here. Housing Jews who have never even set foot. In it's called Aliyah. It's called building a third temple. It's called fulfilling prophecy, buddy. Learn, learn something. Palestine. But things are even worse in Gaza. Well, prophecy they 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 wrote down, <laughs> making it happen, following the blueprint. There we go. That's a better term. They're following the blueprint uh, that they wrote down themselves. See, thereby it's miraculous. It's it's a miracle. It's a prophecy. Uh. The Gaza Strip, an area spanning only 140 square miles, is home to 2 million Palestinians. As the most densely populated piece of land on Earth, Gaza has widely been described as an open-air prison. This is because Israel doesn't let anyone in or out. Anyone who tries to cross the border is shot. Anyone who goes too far into the water is shelled. Israel controls everything that goes in and out of Gaza, even food. One Israeli politician famously remarked that Israel's policy is to keep Gazans on a diet. 95% of Gaza's water is undrinkable. Israel also controls Gaza's electricity and regularly weaponizes it against Gaza, most recently yesterday, aiming to crush Gaza's already crippled hospital infrastructure. Gaza's unemployment rate also sits just under 50%. Israel regularly bombs hospitals in Gaza, most recently yesterday. Residential apartment buildings are fair game. They bomb schools, use illegal white phosphorus munitions. As a result of all of this, people in Gaza don't live very long. The median age in Gaza is eight. Those goddamn white supremacists, those those European col col colonizers, am I right? Teen. And there's a crisis of suicidality among Gazan youth. Israel murders peaceful Palestinians every single day. And now the politicians corporate media pundits, and Pentagon war makers who never batted an eye at the daily atrocities of the Israeli regime are trying to convince you that the Palestinians are the violent ones. Yeah, that's true. So they got, they have that accurately, right? But again, check out the spin. Towards the, the Palestinians end. aren't randomly attacking Israel. 
They're breaking out of prison. Palestinians have been prisoners of the Israeli occupation for 75 years and are now ripping their cages apart bar by bar. They're avenging generations of ancestors who were expelled from their homes and died without ever seeing their land again. It's about the intentional desecration of holy sites, the imprisonment of their children, and the free pass given Israel as it tramples international law. Operation Al-Aqsa Flood wasn't months in the making. It was 75 years in the making. Every empire believes that it can crush its enemies into submission. Israel always thought its military superiority would protect it. But Operation Al-Aqsa Flood has shown them that as long as the occupation stands, they'll never be safe. This fight was never about superior arms. As soon as things got tough this weekend, Israelis went to the airport in droves and left the country they so adamantly insist belongs to them. The Palestinians, on the other hand, can't leave. That's a uh, country within Ben Shapiro that there's no flights leaving out of Israel. Everyone's staying to fight. Isn't that what he said? (laughs) I assume that's that's a lie. And they don't know any other home. Today also happens to be indigenous. Well, that's just it. They don't have a back. Oh, who who else again doesn't have uh, a, a a backup home, right? Hmm. Can you really identify with with what's going on in Western? No, of course, of course not, right? So here it is. Here's Indigenous Peoples Day. Here here's the here's the one minute poison here at the end of this. This Peoples Day, and it's worth looking back at that history when we think about Palestine. In the historic resistance to try to take back their land from illegal settlers ah, yes, here we go. who were intent on massacring their people, destroying their culture, and permanently expelling them, native forces also sometimes conducted raids that killed people, even women and children. But looking backward, is there any confusion about who was on the side of justice? Is there any confusion that the whole colonial occupation was the real crime and the real source of violence? <laughs> Israel wants us to think so that it'll that? last for. Oh, it's it's Columbus. It's evil white Europeans. You see how you see how they do this, and and of course that's the, that's the spin, right? Then you have that. That's the movement that are gaining. I mean, Israel and the Israeli lobby have had a stronghold, and they still have a stronghold, of course, of the upper elites and stuff like that. But as demographics shifts and as there's more more left wing policies, ironically, all these things have been brought out largely by Jewish activists right you know cultural marxism the frankfurt school critical theory like all these things right that's that's their that's their game that's their stuff uh that's wrecking the western world and hence also ironically it's slowly but surely not yet because it's a long way to go but it's wrecking the unwavering support that much of the european western american elites have had uh you know and their allegiance to to israel and to zionism and stand on their side and stuff like that more of these uh, people g- gain influence and power, the more uh, the demographics shifts and stuff like that, uh, that's going to begin to change. And of course, it's just going to be another anti-white boot on our necks if they get their way. We have to be sure that they don't, right? But that's where, that's where this Forever. is going. But it's still a young state, younger than my own Jewish dad. It's not an... Ah, yes, there we go. All right, we, 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 got, we got it. Check. Got a confirmation, folks. We have, uh, where's the clip? Let me, let me play it here. We have to. Uh, so here, here we go. This is the clip. I'm Jewish, but I'm here to help. That's right. Invincible, and the Al-Aqsa flood proves it. Maybe that's why Palestinians tug at the heartstrings of the world, because they defy all odds, redefining what's possible for all of us. They they're remind the, us that they're the underdog now, right? Yes, they're the underdog. Where did that underdog programming come in from in Hollywood? Uh, not too sure about that, but uh, again, now it's coming back in 
biting them uh, in the rear end. Uh, okay, so you got that right. Uh, the tie, then you tie to European colonialism, China. You know, you, you could you could kind of already see like how uh, the anti-white bricks, anti-Western bricks. Uh, it's like, well, you know, that they, they will stand on Palestine's side. Uh, ironically, they're pro they're still like okay with Israel, and especially like through the Belt and Road Initiative, Israel is trying to play both sides here. But the West will be blamed. European nations will be blamed for like enabling this, and it's colonialism, blah blah blah. Um, so here's some other things that's come in the wake of this in the West, right? Suella Braveman, who's made some good comments on multiculturalism, uh, said waving Palestinian flags may be a criminal offense. She tells the police. Oh, really now? Israel-Hamas war flares and fireworks set off at pro-Palestinian protests outside Israeli embassy. Huh. Well, maybe those Jewish NGOs shouldn't try to replace the white European population in the West, because look at it now. So while the elite and the establishment and, and our so-called leaders put up posts like this, we stand with Israel, they uh, project Israeli flags onto our buildings, uh, Ursula von der Leyen just couldn't stop with this, right? A European Union stands with Israel. She, she posted again. Uh, we, we stand with Israel. Can, can I say it clearly enough? How many times do I have to say it? How, how many times is, is it enough? No, it's not enough. Okay, we got to do it again. It's, it's Ukraine chip out, Israel chip in. Here she is again. Today, we observe a minute of silence for the victims of the atrocities committed by Hamas in Israel. Well, did you do it for Palestinians? Can, there can be no justification for Hamas act of terror. This is a tragedy for Israel, the Jewish people, and also for Europe. Europe stands with Israel, and uh, and here they are. Look at those, um, look at those, look at that stern face right there. A number of them, in fact. All right, so get a minute of silence, and you now have Con Inc. Some of them, not all of them rolling around and like just now kind of discovering i mean th there were some critiques of course during like the george floyd 2020 riots i'm not trying to pretend it wasn't but they're more riled up about blm standing with palestine than they are about like the the white uh, americans that were killed and targeted the the people that died during the 2020 floyd riots Right, and so now they're they're totally upset about this. They can't believe it. Right? What about the, the just the recent uh, white people that were killed? Right? By by you know be the diversity that the you know it's it's making us so strong all the time. Right? It's, they could criticize it a little bit, but they don't tie it in. They, they, it's basically they have someone said it about Jack Jordan Peterson. Right? He has this like just hardcore like blood and soil stance for Israel. While, of course, famously, you know, denouncing any such thing, we can't even be, we can't even collectivize in Europe because because that's the root of all evil, right? Ben Shapiro talking about how identity politics is is wrong and oh, it's it's evil uh, if you do those things, right? Remember the tweets, right? I don't care about the so-called Browning of America. Well, that's what's leading to the fact that you now have Palestinian flags on the majority of American uh, large cities and not supporting Israel, by the way. But of course, you couldn't criticize those Jewish NGOs that brought in the migrants because that would be not. There's only Nazis doing that, right? Color doesn't matter. Ideology does. Oh yeah, <clears throat> religion does that matter? The Jewish ethnicity, Jew, the Jewish race, does that matter, Ben? Of course it does, right? <laughs> but now they're mad. 
But they want two million dead Palestinians. Or, or, or maybe, in fact, maybe they would even prefer them to just to be flooded into Western nations, in fact. Because, again, Ben has a backup country to go to. They have a backup country. They have one that they can just pop right back into. Even, in fact, many of the other, not Palestinians then directly, right? But many other people around the Middle East, Sub-Saharan Africa and so forth, are flooding into the West right now. They still have a backup country. We do not. We do not have a backup country. Uh, and, of course, Ben... Jordan Peterson, they're all famously meeting with Netanyahu, like, oh, yeah, they totally uh, do not have a dog in this fight whatsoever, right? So there's uh, the unwavering support for Israel is just sickening by these people. And they didn't, some of them didn't bat an eye when there's people, uh, their own people are murdered on the streets. And there's like, you know, revolutionary violent terror movements on our streets and they just don't give a shit. But if they're out opposing Israel, holy shit. Stop the presses, you know. So I saw this one. Deport all Palestinians from Western nations. And even those are, they're out there supporting them that, that are around adjacent nations. And then they can fight Israel there. You know, who of course helped to put, us, put them there to begin with. You get the point. Here's uh, Nikki Haley, right? L- look at this here. This, this is Israel doesn't need America. America needs Israel. But Israel is a great partner to us. It's a bright spot in a tough neighborhood. And too many people think that Israel needs America. That's not the case. America needs Israel. They are the front lines of defense for Iran. What we need to do is remind everybody hate is hate. Whether it's racism, whether it's anti-Semitism, there is no place for it, and it needs to be dealt with that way. And so on college campuses, if they don't have programs designed to combat hate, and that includes anti-Semitism, their funding should be pulled. That simple. We can- there you go. And who can remember, of course, the Kufi connection, because we're going to go into the, some of the crazy uh, Christian Zionists here next to here's Here's Nikki Haley. This award says, for Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not remain quiet till her righteousness shines out like the dawn and her salvation like a blazing torch. Each year, the leadership of CUFI selects the one person in America that we feel has done the most to defend and protect Israel. We are delighted and highly honored to present this award to Ambassador Haley. Thank you so much. I feel the love. I do. Thank you. <laughs> of course you do. Israel needs friends. We live in a world in which anti-Semitism is on the rise. Many other countries encourage or turn a blind eye to blatant discrimination against Israel. Even here at home, there are some troubling signs. Standing up against this global pressure campaign on Israel and the Jewish people goes to the heart of our friendship and the heart of America. And the tip of the spear is Christians United for Israel. With your help, and believe me, your help is critical, America will continue to stand with Israel.
We will stand with Israel because Israel's cause is our cause. There you Israel's go. values are our values. Israel's fight is our fight. All right, there you go. It's an old uh, clip we did for that. But uh, yeah, so there you go. That's what it is. <clears throat> Christian Zionists. Good stuff. I'm not even sure. Is she Christian or is she, is she Hindu? I'm not sure. But she plays the, the role well, though. She says what she needs to say to advance politically. Uh, she knows who... Uh, she, know, she knows who he, she needs to bow to, right? Uh, Laura Loomer said, I support the complete destruction of Gaza. They've had more than enough time to evacuate. Palestinian terror must come to an end. I support the actions taken by Israel of cutting off water, electricity, and food aid to Gaza. I 100% support this, just so that we are clear. Uh, but of course, again, uh, you have a European nation defending itself from uh, uh, any kind of uh, activities. I'm not saying her, she personally says that, right? But... The overall activism from, from left-wingers that we get in our countries, many of them, of course, are, are uh, Jews, and not all of them are, but many of them are. Many have uh, pushed that type of morality on us. That, well, you can't have that. Nationalism is bad, you see, for you, but for us, it's okay. So we can have that. Uh, if you, anything just comparable to what's happening uh, in that part of the world would happen in Europe, it would be... I'd be, it'd be bombs dropped on our countries if we did it. In fact, they tried to do it in, uh, they, well, they did it, in fact, in, in uh, Serbia, right, for example. You had ethnic conflict there, and uh, Serbia tried to defend itself, and, of course, NATO comes in, uh, and they clean house, and that's usually and regularly uh, what they do. So let me play this clip here. This is some crazy, crazy shit when it comes to the Christian Zionists and, and, and how they've been activated and fired up by some of this propaganda over the course of the last couple of days, and they basically uh, want to uh, level uh, Gaza right now. Check this out. Israel should make the Gaza Strip a parking lot by this time next week. Destroy the whole thing. And anybody that's going to support this Hamas nonsense. Listen, Joe Biden ought to be tried for treason. You understand that? Now, I get it, I get it, I get it. He, Obama's the real president behind him anyhow, and so he's the one that ought to be tried for treason. So I, I hope Netanyahu's a leader and he just mows the whole thing down by this time next week. If you think all this open border stuff is not an opportunity for a bunch of Hamas sleeper cells to come into this nation right now and start killing innocent men, women, and children, you have lost your mind. I'm sick of all these Christians saying we ought to have peace with Islam. Islam is a satanic death cult and they would cut your head off before I said amen in this sermon if they had a chance to. The Muslim religion hates Jewish people to the core of who they are. Who do you think brought them in, buddy? Can you do any, will you do any research on that? Or uh, no, we've, we're not going to talk about Hayas. We're not going to talk about Bayadeh, uh, our Jewish family fund, or, uh, or Israel, Israel, any of these groups, right? That we've been over and over and over, but we have to continue to point it out because there's newcomers and stuff like that, right? But yeah, they, they won't do that, of course. No, the big, the big issue is like so Hamas sleeper cells come in. And, and it's true, I mean, in the sense, it's like, yes, if you have open borders, that's a small part of the possibility too, right? But of course, do these people really con are, are they really concerned about being ethnically replaced? No, of course, many of these at the same time churches are like they're fine with you know. No, it's not about ethnicity; it's just about uh, just about race. Uh, anyway, back to the clip. There's more here. It's just it's just it's aggravating on every side. 
there's so much uh, boomer cringe, there's left-wing cringe, uh, there's uh, right-wing conservative cringe, and uh, uh, where, where do you even begin with some of these people, right? They just, they just cannot see who did this to them. Uh, but their unwavering support is is just like brainwashed. They've been brainwashed. It's it's a it's a cult that will never let this go because uh, it's tied to their theology, uh, and that's why it's been so successful, right? The the Schofield Bible and all these things, how they particularly kind of uh, uh, you know re- reoriented or set up, you could really because evangelical Christianity, and then of course have messianic. Uh, Judaism and Messianic Christianity as as part of this too. That's like, well, this means you know, Israel is going to uh, dominate. They're going to build a third temple. They're going to be on top of the world. The Messiah is going to come back, and all this stuff is great stuff. What they ought to do is evacuate up there on the hill and get a great big missile and blow that wicked dome of the rock plumb off of the spot where it's standing right now, so we can get that third temple rebuilt and usher in the coming of Jesus. That video of that woman that survived the Holocaust. But this is this is not bloodlust, though. This is just this is uh, totally uh, righteous and justified. Obviously, uh, this is this is coming from a moral and and, and a good-hearted uh, place, uh, an act of forgiveness, in fact. In a wheelchair, they snatched her up, kidnapped a Holocaust survivor uh, by somebody, yes. of course, with American dollars in their pocket from a corrupt government. They should have been smoked out months ago when they stole the election to begin with. Yes, I said it. And you know if Trump comes back, uh, holy shit, this this thing is going to blow off even more. I mean, you go, you're going to have the building of a third temple at that point. That'll be that'll be it. Will be it'll be Noah Hyde laws globally. I guess that that, that side is going to take this off. But yeah, have they ever been this uh, this upset about Luna or Maria or Lola or Le- Loni or Eva or you know any of them, right? Any of any of the young girls, children in our countries that have been victims of this multiracial uh, agenda to replace us in our nations, driven by the very same people that this bozo up on stage there claims he's a supporter of, right? It's just, just so aggravating. It's just so fucking aggravating. Here's a couple of more. Uh, let me take a couple of these here so I don't end up behind. Uh, let me see here. Wasp TV says right to deport. Yeah, did we, did we take? Yeah, I think we uh, took that one. Thank you, uh, Wasp TV. Majestic Causal says, please tell our gang to prepare for anything they are trying to do with these migrant hordes. You mean uh, like the, the the protesting hordes we saw in in, in the West? I assume. Uh, yeah, we we have to be ready for for anything. This could pop off in 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 any direction. I mean, nukes could be flying if if the, if it gets bad enough. That's that's how it is, right? Uh, President Bunga, good to see you. Part one: When the Crusader states had strong Western backing and the Arabs were fighting amongst themselves. The Crusaders were winning when support from Europe began to dry up and the Arabs uh, united under Saladin and the Crusaders were fighting amongst themselves. The Arabs won. Uh, And then see part two. Maybe that's coming up. Uh, Where am I missing that? Uh, See part two of chat. Okay, let me go back to the usual chat. I'll I'll, uh, see if I can find that. Uh, Let me see if I can find that real quick. Unless I missed it, maybe that's a while ago. Let me see here. Let's scroll back up. Where are we? Oh, does it not expand? Okay, let me do the other ones, and I'll see if I can find that part two. Thank you, uh, Obunga. Good to see you as always. Uh, let me see here. We have. We check that in. 
Lab chat denier, I recommend kirksvilletoday.com. Kirksville Alex Linder has a great side. He's an atheist, a white nationalist. He knows what the what a problem all of these people people are. I, I think I've heard of Alex Linder, obviously, but not uh, Kirksville today. Okay, thank you, uh, thank you, Lapshade Denier. Uh, Dear Shurusker says the last mask have dropped and their warmongering mode is in full swing. I believe so as well. This has been known for years, but now more people will be able to see it. I think he said at the end there. Let me see if that was cut off. Uh, now more people will be able to see it. Where did you, where did you go? Yes, thank you, Dershowitzker. Appreciate that. Okay, so check out some of these other clips here. Um, so here's, of course, why this is a problem, right? That 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 uh, f- that umbilical cord, whatever you want to call it, uh, has to be severed, right? Especially for the, and this this is the mission. I'm not a Christian, as you might have guessed, uh, but that's the mission for for you Christians. Right, you have you have a, a clergy for the most part, and, and and if it's not a Lutheran Catholic one that are like, you know, this is the upper echelon and the, the, those who control the church, right? Whatever whatever denomination is, if it's a you know the Lutheran in some cases kind of the Protestant branch of this, it's LGBTQ and tranny stuff, it's gay pride flags in the churches now, right? And then on the other side, you have the evangelical. Uh, Protestant branches, which is like, you know, vehement, you know, pro-Zionist. And a lot of, ironically, a lot of them are too, right? Even even though they, they, they can be left-wing, you know, for us in our countries, uh, they're vehemently right-wing for Israel and will never, you know, that, again, it's an unwavering support that they have for, for, uh, for Israel. But that's something for you to. That's that's your fight. I mean, that's your that's your thing to deal with of trying to uh, separate that kind of thing. You don't see you don't see a lot of like Norse pagans or a lot of other uh, whatever denomination, if you want to call it that, that they are in terms of, you know, our European pre-Christian roots, our native European spirituality, whatever branch you're a part of, super gung-ho about Zionism in Israel. It's very rare. You do, you do see some like LGBTQ, uh, you know, sort of Vikings, you see Vikings, you know, things like this, by queer Vikings, you know, but that's usually like a rando on his facebook page you know <laughs> kind of thing. you don't in fact the clergy within if you want to call it that uh, within uh, some of the organizations that are of native european spiritual tradition uh are no maybe all of them 100 percent based but many of them are right so it's not really a an issue for us but if you have an issue with israel being part of your 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 church and that unwavering support that's if you're christian and if you're pro-white that's your you got your mission i mean don't attack fellow pagans who are pro-white if you're pro-white and if you're christian don't attack you you attack the church that you're part of to reform it or set up your new set up a new one do something you know i mean like work in that direction but to underline that more of the fact that Many Christians are are suckered in with this, and when we did the commentary on Ben Shapiro, right, we, we, this came up as well. And I said, I think Lon Iceberg, like, how many how many Christians you know suck this up? And I said, like, ninety five percent. And of course, I'm talking about his audience, not you guys watching. If you happen to be Christian and pro white, I believe, uh, but of his audience, hundred percent, the majority are, are going to be suckered in by that message. He just pressed the messianic Jewish slash Christian Abrahamic buttons, and everyone's ready to go. Right? And then he's raising money for the IDF on the side to get his dumb followers to, to, to suck it up and, and give more of their hard-earned cash for that. Uh, but um, 
Case in point, uh, Israel only has a fighting chance if the Christians are with them. Rabbi says, sure, send them over. So I go over to the rabbi's house, and the first thing the rabbi says to me, tell me, what's this business with the Christians? What, are you, what, is, a, what is a good Jewish boy like you doing in the Christian churches? And I said to him, listen, rabbi, with all due respect to the war hero Israelis and the genius Israelis, I'm sorry, five million Jews in Israel and five million Jews in America cannot defeat one 0.3 billion Muslims. But if the Christians are with us, maybe we have a fighting chance. So they want, that's the next step of this, right? They want your boys and girls. They want your uncle, whatever, AGR, you know, they want you to go die in another war now. <laughs> that might be where this is going. And they'll use religion this time. They'll use the hardcore programming that a lot of people, unfortunately, are under the spell of in this case, and just unwavered. This is this is fulfilling prophecy. I'm part of prophecy now. Let's go to war, you know, kind of thing. Uh, that type of mentality, absolutely crazy. Um, and of course, in our countries, there's clips we've played uh, where uh, Islam is considered the quote-unquote broom of Israel, uh, that the replacement, if you will, the uh, eradication, the uh, the cleansing. Uh, of Edom or Amalek from European soil is also a fulfillment of that prophecy of, of uh, bringing about the Messiah, the Moshiach, right? So it's, it's, all, all, it's all part of it. They might hate each other in the region, in Gaza, in Palestine, in, 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 in Israel and around Israel. But once they're in the West, they are, at least for now, an asset. And they're helping along to bring that religious you know, message about or, or that religious you know, prophecy, whatever you want to call it. It's a blueprint, but you know what I mean? So they'll do it. Uh, they'll they'll gladly do it there. And so you have left wing activists um, who, who who help to bring them in. You have Jewish left wing activists helped open the borders. And now you have this other like you know what you think would be like a right wing you know kind of oh they're more orthodox they're more national they're more based and stuff like no they're equally uh, a, a part of of this it's a different side of the uh, of the same coin that, that's basically all it is oh do you want the right-wing chabad orthodox replacement uh, strategy because that's going to lead to the moshiach or do you want the left-wing you know uh paideia the barbara specters in your countries to replace it well they're actually religious she's actually married to a uh, a rabbi right but anyway uh now the couple of clips here to underline the point of of that this is a uh problem that the the that the, the there must be a severance here for many white Europeans who identify, who, who considers themselves to be Christian, to not be dragged into uh, these wars and conflict on behalf of Israel, because they'll use this, they'll use anything they can uh, to get unwavering support. The Jews will control the world, whether they go in Leipzig or they hate it, that's a fact. It's written in a book. That the Goim admit that it's the Book of God. So there's no argument here. Asking what's going to be with the Goyim when Mashiach comes. Will they be destroyed and annihilated? Someone asked who cares. <laughs> okay. As a nation, they'll cease to exist, even as individuals. They're done. In modern terminology, in modern terminology, they call it cultural genocide. <laughs> There's a term for it in the by the by the you know by the progressives. It's called cultural genocide, and they talk to use the word genocide. The Jews run the show in the world, not because they want, because that's what God wants. And of it's course. written in the Torah that the non-Jews admit that is the word of God. If they didn't admit, what's the proof? 
all the assistants of Trump, Jews, all the assistants of Sleepy Joe, Jews, Obama, Jews, everyone around them, Reform Jews, Conservative Jews, Chabadnik, this, Conver, it's all somehow, same thing was in Spain, same thing was in many different countries. Oh, Instead of hating the Jewish people, you should love us, you should kiss our feet, you fool. We're the chosen people, not you. The spiritual heirs of the Roman Empire is the Western world, United States of America, so the USA will last until Mashiach comes. The West is Rome. According to the simple meaning, you know, Europe and America are really one entity. All the nation, all the mountains are mm -hmm. going to be full of blood, of, of, of the corpses of Edom, because of the vengeance that Hashem is going to take from them. Kadosh Baruch arise and will... Who wouldn't, who wouldn't want to fight for these people, eh? Seem like a good bunch. Destroy completely the city of Edom and will completely uproot them. But we know one thing, right? That when it comes to the classic Rome, you know, which is Europe, they're finished. France is completely barbecued. England is next. Now half of Europe is completely com uh, 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 half dead. Now look what's going on in America. So, you know, uh, now in a country near you. If America doesn't turn back, which it's not looking like that now, we are going to see a collapse of the entire world war. Once we will leave this place, Hashem will bury America. That's what's going to happen. Not because I'm some kind of a prophet. I'm not giving you any prophecies here. I'm just describing to you a divine formula. But regarding Esau, Edom, we stress their complete destruction and that God will throw them into the endless pit of darkness and oblivion. Holy shit. Yeah, Adam Green's clip right there. No more news. He does some fantastic. Was it? Did I see him in chat? In chat? Yeah, Adam's in chat. Hey, Adam, good to see you, man. Yeah, we should do a we should we should do a, a show on this soon. I, I proposed that, but yeah, great stuff there. Fantastic compilation, right? And they know the they, they know the history here, right? We showed this in the latest member show, but uh, someone says here on uh, X, right? The Star of David on the Arch of Titus. The symbolism. Wow, it, this is like you know having the uh, Star of David like projected upon like the. Uh, the arch in Berlin or something like that. You know what I mean? They, they know they're his. They hold a grudge, right? The Arch of Titus. That's, of course, where the famous um, fresco, what do you call it? The uh, the, the carving, I forget the exact term is, of the uh, Romans uh, taking the menorah, right? After them sacking the temple in 70 AD. This is, that's, that's what this is about. Rebuilding the temple, bringing back the Messiah, all that stuff. Adam does great work on this all the time, right? Check out this clip that was circulating too uh, regarding uh, worshiping of these people. I just want to say this to our Christian friends, mm -hmm. you know, uh, just, to, just to call it as it is and say it straight out, you know, you, you guys are worshiping one Jew. That's a mistake. You should be worshiping every single one of us because we all die for your sins every single day. And that's exactly what's going on here. Yeah. We're, we're all God's firstborn. We're dying for your sins right now because, because the Jewish people in the land of Israel are the bulwark right. against the orcs. Okay, the uh, orcs are coming see, they not can to have that language near you, but to your home. Well, who brought them here? To our Christian friends, buddy. And, you know, let me go back here. Who brought them here? Right? What about all the Jewish NGOs? It's incredible. Oof. And of course, again, all the conning people that are frothing at the mother, riled up about this. Have never been this excited in their world about something. This is it, folks. We're doing it. Invasion. <sighs> Holy shit. Uh, here's part two uh, from Obunga here. Okay, I thought it was underneath. Thank you, uh, President Obunga. I appreciate that. Thank you for the support. He says, part two follow-up to that. 
regarding the Crusaders uh, that they had strong Western backing. The Arabs were fighting amongst themselves. That basically switched, right, is what Ibanga said. Uh, and then there was the Crusaders fighting, fighting among themselves. Saladin shows up, unify the Arabs, uh, and then the, the, the changes. The big difference is that Western support for the Crusades was due to European strength, whereas Israel parasitizes on Western weakness. When Europe revives itself, then support for Israel will end. I, I think you're right. When that uh, comes, we have to be strong and not allow the Jews to come vi- uh, waltzing back into Europe. Well, that's the other thing, and some people have mentioned that, right? Like if, if somehow, you know, Israel ends up like losing this war, then all, all Jews are going to flee from Israel. They're going to go to Europe and America and stuff like that. It's like, no, you can, you can go somewhere else. And that's, you know what I mean? We've, we've, we've had enough of, of meddling and influences from other groups and stuff, and it's, it's up to us to clean up our countries and restore order and take things back what is rightfully ours. You know what I mean? We've taken these things by force. You know, some of these you know nations, of course, Western nations, uh, and yes, we took them from other nations and stuff like that. That was by, by force. But ne- we never claimed, Europeans never claimed we had some like uh, sacred like some sacred uh, um, g- that there was gifted to us, right? By uh, by by some god or something. You know what I mean? That's one of the big differences here. Well, it says so in the book that we wrote, and so therefore, you know, it's it's ours, you know, kind of thing. If you haven't occupied that land for almost two thousand years, uh, well, you've kind of lost your claim to it. You could argue, right? Uh, and and what made it yours to begin with? Well, it was promised to you. It was the promised land. You know what I mean? And there's just no way of proving that. At the end of the day, yes, it is forced runs. Might is right. That's just what it is, right? That's what it's been before. Um, but without that might uh, backing Israel and without them having all the technology, all the money, all the resources, all these other European and Western nations, America behind them and stuff, yeah, their, their, their influence might be wavering. They, they might not be as successful as they once was if that wavers, right? Uh, but also, I, I always make the point that w- what the option is of the other side here, you know, the, in the multipolar world order, is not going to be good either. Nothing is going to be good for us by being having someone else's boots on our neck. We need to be our own masters here, uh, and that's what this is about. We need to take our own side. Enough of us going to fight for other people, other people's causes, for desert mentalities. We're done. That's it. Back to our European roots. Get anchored. Stand up for ourselves. It's about our people. And America is part of that. America is a European outpost, post, right? We took we took that land, we conquered it. That's ours. It wasn't some divine right that we made up that we said, well, it's we have a claim to it because it says so right here. That's not what happened. So it's a different dynamic altogether. You could argue argue all, all day long. You want well, that doesn't make it right. Human rights or whatever. Okay, well, at the end of the day, someone has to grant those rights, and the only one who can grant rights is the one who has power <laughs> the only one who has violence right it's like it's a great clip about feminism the other day and it, it, it's kind of the same thing right you know you have all these rights and stuff but who grants you those rights right who gives those to you and of course it's men because they can they can deny those rights to you they can by force with violence revoke those rights if men wanted to and so if you don't have the capacity to show force and to claim and take things you you don't have you don't have those things. The only reason you have them temporarily is because someone else who has that force, who has that violence, grants them to you. You might not like it, but that's just what it is, right? It's it's nature. That's that's what it is. All right. Um, 
so let me see let me see here what else we have we have a couple of more we have some more on the on the refugee stuff right thank you president bunga again for that by the way i appreciate that um the border issue is kind of interesting Let, let's play that real quick here too um just i mean we've made that point but just to kind of cement that a little bit more that like the same people that are telling you you can't have a border are the people that are pro this what israel calls a border is actually a heavily militarized perimeter fence comprised of barbed wire surveillance networks and lethal no-go zones if you roam too close to the so-called no-go zone which extends 300 meters out from the fence Israeli forces have authorized themselves to shoot to kill. Now let's uh, also talk about how refugees are treated in Israel versus how they're treated in the in the West. And of course, you'd have all these boomer tier conic conservatives line up and condemning if there was any anyone advocated for that was said these things. Right? Think of just take what Charlottesville or something like that right you will not replace us you know we here we are it's it's our land or you know standing up for your own ethnic group white nationalists and stuff like that right but they're blood and soil for Israel it, it's insane and they don't say a peep when they're uh when they have their ethno-nationalism sometimes they realize who we are and they they're just happy to see us and they hug us and kiss us and it's very exciting so the the external view here, of course, is that Israel is, is a humanitarian force for good in the world because they're helping to bring in refugees uh, to Israel? No, to Europe in this case, with Israel. We get lovely, warm, like warming reactions of hugs and, you know... We protect them, feed them, clothe them, and comfort them. We are Israelis. Israel is unpolitical organization. What they do is help people in a disaster situation. And this is what I'm doing. And this is what they teach me at nursing school to treat a human, no matter what he is, which religious he have, which color he is. These people come and they automatically get this title. They are refugees fleeing to Europe. But then at the end of the day, they're just humans, they're families. They had honorable jobs, fulfilling life in the countries that they're coming from. And suddenly they come here and they're treated and looked as refugees when they're human beings as me and you. Go back to Africa! Go back to Africa! We ain't as much as we can, motherfucker! Go back to Africa! Go back to Africa! They are really cool people. <laughs> Yeah, because we have uh, we have so many other uh, European uh, uh, nations, right? Uh, 
Uh, Denmark is a smaller country than Israel is, uh, so, so is Norway. It's fewer, fewer population there, but we don't, we don't have any rights. Uh, even well, Sweden might be ne what neck and neck now. I forget how many exactly there is in Israel, but uh, the hypocrisy doesn't end, right? So I guess uh, in conclusion, stop hating in Israel without me. <laughs> I thought that was funny. All right. Um, anyway. We came out with this. This is a tr tr part of a tragedy here, though, to be honest, right? But in a time like this, right, I assume Zelensky is upset, yeah, because less less attention is now brought to Ukraine and stuff. So will that dry up? Uh, I know some Western nations have depleted, you know, their their armories and stuff like that too. There's less ammunitions and uh, there's less weaponry out there now. So we've kind of left ourselves vulnerable at a time when potentially this might heat up. You might have uh, China going into Taiwan. Uh, you, you have the Balkan conflict heating up again. Uh, Armenia, Azerbaijan, Turkey, Kur, uh, Kurdistan. Like it's just it's popping off all over the place. India, Pakistan is always you know in some kind of capacity uh, close enough to some nuclear exchange. Uh, so this is this is no good where it's leaving us. But you know that they're going to there's going to be an unwavering support for us. There's going to be more money. It's going to be ammunition. It's going to be all these things. And of course, meanwhile, our own people are homeless. There are drug addicts out there that need help. There's mental problems in our countries. Our people can't afford. Some of them can't afford to eat now. There's inflation. Prices are going up. And to make that point, check out this young girl here that's talking about how, how insane it is right now uh, because basically there's it, everything's getting so expensive. She has no money left at the end of the day. Listen to this. This is heartbreaking. It's the 5th of September and I'm literally out of money for the month. I paid my bills, aka I paid my rent which leaves me every single month with $600 left over. Next, my car payment. That takes another good chunk. Don't forget car insurance. Oh, also don't forget, I went to the doctor one time. $100 finally got posted today. My electric bill. Electric bills have been going up like crazy. Like my bill used to be $45, it was $93. And then that isn't even me doing food. And if you know anything about food prices lately, frozen vegetables cost upwards of $1.50 to $2 a bag. Chicken, two chicken breasts the other day cost me $8. So yeah, it's the fifth of the month. I literally have basically no money left for the month and I'm not sure what to do um, the rest of September. So if you're in the same boat, please comment down below because I'm genuinely curious. Are we all in our 20s basically broke and have no idea how we're supposed to ever save for a house or have money left over in general every month? Yeah, this girl will go on to, uh, you know, <clears throat> look, she could find her you know, wealthy husband or something like that, but that, that's just not the prospect for everybody, right? Uh, especially at this day and age. Um, think she's going to go on to have children in this type of environment? No, of course not. Uh, it's, it's a tragedy in terms of what's, what's happening on this front. Um, that's, where the that's where the focus should be. Oh man! Oh, uh, have you thought about OnlyFans? Do you wanna do you wanna make some money, girl? Do you wanna go uh, you know whore yourself out on the internet? Have you thought about maybe you need to pick up another job? Y you know that they, it's kind of like Ukraine. The Ukrainian women they're they're you know pouring themselves out online to like raise money for the war. It's just I don't know, just the depravity. Holy shit! Ooh, all right, but don't give up. Don't give up. As things tighten, so does our people's. Well, it doesn't tighten, but it it, um, it I guess it expands our 
our need our, our need to figure this shit out collectively and and to <clears throat> to restore that order that has been lost and and that's a good thing right uh, we just we need to be pushed out of the comfort zone. That's that's really how I view it. At the end of the day, uh, we need to be pushed out of the comfort zone to such an extent that we decide to 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 take up the fight that we haven't yet done. And 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 maybe we'll see. Maybe maybe that job is being done for us with everything that's uh, converging in this kind of capacity. Um, I'm not blackpilled. Uh, but it doesn't mean it's going to get easier, right? doesn't mean it's going to get easier. Uh, but everyone out there, get active, do what you can, help to wake up your family, uh, your brothers and sisters, your parents, your kids, whatever age you're at, uh, your friends around you. Uh, make sure they understand what's going on, the dynamics of this. Don't go line up for some dumb fucking war here uh, on behalf of other people that hate you and want you gone and replace you. Those are the things. Get involved. Get, a, get, get into the mission. Form community. Uh, build networks. Train. Form a tribe. Get together. Um, study, learn your roots, find out uh, wh- who we are, where you come from. You know, there's there's good things to do in this process as well uh, as we get closer to uh, uh, to to some kind of resolution on this. To be honest, all right, guys, enough ranting for me today. I hope you uh, enjoyed the show. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. We're almost at the two-hour mark in the recording here, exactly. So we're gonna wrap up here shortly. Please join us over at redhousemembers.com. Subscribe Star or Odyssey, however you prefer. Check out the latest Western Warrior. Just put up that. Uh, yesterday, it is on the uh, basically how Israel stood down um, and uh, in order to create the situation that we now see, uh, some of the intelligence failures uh, and much more. We did cover some other things there as well, but check that out. Uh, good stuff as always for you guys in the member section. It's only 10 bucks a month. Please support us. It's the best way to uh, help us out as well. Uh, if you do want a, uh, where is it here? Uh, if you do want a uh, a extra tier, we got uh, a plus tier for those who want to do a little extra for us. We appreciate you guys. Or you can do a producer or executive producer tier. That gets your shout out at the end of the show. We want to get a little bit more input from you guys as to specific topics you want us to cover. Certain guests you'd like us to reach out to. I do have a couple more in the pipeline, by the way. I have to uh, get that fin- finalized and booked in as well. We have not forgotten about interviews. Something we're going to get, keep doing more of as well. Uh, thank you so much again today to our executive producers. T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Thank You, Good Luck Lap, and Jake, Red Pill Rundown, French 47, Mark Smith, Nuan Jeebs, thank you to President Obunga as well, good to see you in chat, thank you Mongoose and William Fox, Angry White Soccer Mom, The Second Wanderer, Operation Werewolf, The Ride Never Ends, Francis Parker Yockey, Dillbob, Last Place Simp, Joseph Hart, Purple Haze, and also thank you to Colin Marriott, our latest executive producer. Also, thank you to Mr. Walker, 696, Yuhanson, Leroy, Dumond, Snark, Pop, Eyes Open, Mr. Lemry, Yuri New, Obadiah Hexwell, Perfect Brute, Single Action Army, Kami Combo Deal. Thank you, guys. Check out that executive producer tier if you want to. That helps us tremendously. If you recently signed up for that, and if you're not yet in the rotation, send us an email, redass at protomail.com, and we'll get you in there ASAP. All right, guys. Thank you to everyone donated as well today. Super chatted. I appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for your support. Helps us tremendously. It looks like Rumble went down actually towards the end of the show here for some reason. Yep, getting some issue on that. And I don't think it's. I don't think we got banned because we talk about uh, verboten topics. I think uh, all of all of Rumble went down. I believe. To be honest, let me check that again. Can we get in there? Being uh, being DDoSed or something over there. All right. Thank you, everybody. We appreciate all of you. We'll be back with more soon here, of course. Flashback Friday is up next. We'll keep monitoring this very grave situation that we covered today. 
Uh, and we'll be back with more. Stay white-pilled if you can. Always try to have more beautiful white babies. Thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you for watching. Go to RedIceMembers.com and sign up for our exclusive members content. Don't miss our latest shows, interviews, and other videos only for subscribers. You can also become a member by signing up at Subscribestar.com forward slash RedIce. Get full access and help support our work. See you on the other side.